0: Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert.
1: Last week saw the beginning of the Johannesburg International Mozart Festival, the JIMF, which is an annual collaboration of musicians which encourages the promotion of classical music in Gauteng. One of the international artists who is performing on the program is the highly acclaimed violinist Linus Roth. He is professor for violin at the University of Augsburg and has made a name for himself internationally with his rediscovery of works that have undeservedly fallen into oblivion. One of them is uh, Weinberg, a Polish Jewish composer. Roth is currently in Johannesburg now, and he will be doing the closing. Cer- he'll be performing at the closing ceremony this Sunday night at uh, Landis. Welcome and thank you so much for coming in.
0: Thank you for having me. Shalom everybody.
1: <laughs> Linus, you are rediscovering music and one of the musicians you found and you're going to help me with his first name.
0: Eh? Yes. The name is Mieszczyzław Weinberg.
1: I, I murdered it when I did the first introduction. I have to confess. I had it as Mieszlaw, but just say it one mm. more time.
0: Mieszczyzław.
1: And uh, who, who was Mr. Weinberg?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Weinberg was a Polish Chu, who had to flee from the Nazis during the war. And there was no other choice for him than going direction east because west he couldn't. So him, his father, mother and sister started uh, to flee. And um, it was only him who actually continued walking that direction. The other three, unfortunately, they went back to Warsaw and later got killed by the Nazis in a concentration camp. He ended up first in Minsk, then he went to Tashkent. And when he was in Tashkent, all alone and composing, because that was what he felt he had to do, uh, he sent his first symphony, the score of it, to Moscow to the the great Dmitry Shostakovich. And this is actually when his life as a composer started.
1: Wow. And w- what happened to his music?
0: Well, uh, Shostakovich got this score and he immediately saw and heard in this score that this man had something particular to say, that he already at a young age had found his own way of composing, had found his own voice. And he immediately, uh, he made him come to Moscow. And the two, the great, famous Shostakovich and the not-so-famous Weinberg, um, they became great friends. And Shostakovich estimated him extremely uh, highly, all his opinion and also his work. And so it happened that um, he never could leave the Soviet Union anymore. So he had a very, very tough life there, actually, in the Soviet Union, because as a Jew... Under the regime, he was really, really suffering. The KGB murdered his father-in-law. They put him into prison. They, they said that he wanted to, to establish a Jewish state in the Soviet Union, which was not true because he was not, nor political, nor interested in anything else than just composing. So he, he had a very tough life, but he composed, composed, composed and mainly non-stop. So he left a huge oeuvre of 17 string quartets, 23 symphonies, many violin sonatas. And all these pieces were played by the famous musicians of the Soviet Union. But then, the generation after, they kind of, they took other ways. They found other composers maybe more interesting. It was another zeitgeist. And uh, so he got forgotten.
1: How did you rediscover him?
0: I got invited by a very good friend, a cellist friend in Germany, who has uh, his own festival running, and he won one year in 2010. The, the, the theme of the festival was Jewish music. So we played Bernstein, we played Mendelssohn, but there was also one piece by a certain Mr. Weinberg. I had never heard his name, and... I didn't know the music. It was a piano trio, so piano, cello, and violin, me playing the violin. And so I went to this festival, completely not knowing what, what, what's going to happen with this music that I didn't know. And we played through the first movement of the piece, and I was completely exhausted emotionally because this music, it completely, it took me by my heart, by my guts And I was shocked. I was shocked by how intense this music was, how great it was. But also I was shocked that me as a musician, I didn't know. I didn't know the music. I didn't know the composer. And and so we played the concert. It was a huge success. The audience reacted in the most uh, emotional way. And I even didn't know, actually, the biography, what had happened to Weinberg during his life. I mean, you could imagine by hearing the music, because all his life is in the music. Um, But so I went home, and I started to find out how much repertoire there is for violin and so my journey with Mr. Weinberg started.
1: And this year is an anniversary year for Mr. Right. Weinberg?
0: It would be the 100th birthday.
1: So in, in celebration of the 100th birthday of Mr. Weinberg, you, you have a number of various organizations and you, that you've set up
0: right i um actually already a few years ago I set up the so called International Weinberg Society with the aim that uh, not only the audience but actually also many other musicians who still don't know this composer that to make him more famous because I mean he's dead, and now it's up to us to make to help him to help his music to be on stage again, because it's really unique. It's it's amazing music, and um, yeah. But mostly, I mean, I'm I'm performing a lot his music. So he composed a fantastic violin concerto. Uh, I brought you my recording of it, which we might uh, have a small listen so to later.
1: Maybe Craig, should we listen to it now? Or maybe now, sure. yes. Craig, can you just play that? So, Linus, that is you playing the violin to the beautiful, really, it's haunting music of Mr. Weinberg.
0: Yes, this was the third movement, a part of the third movement of his violin concerto, which I consider to be one of the great violin concertos next to Prokofiev, Shostakovich or Bartok of the 20th century. But it's more or less unknown. Now, because... I've been really pushing very hard, um, to convince orchestra managers, uh, and concert promoters uh, to let me play this music. Finally, I can say that people become a little more open to this music and actually let me Play it. So I'll I performed this violin concerto in Innsbruck, in Poznan, um, in in different cities of of Europe. And but there is still a lot of work uh, to do.
1: Um, you, you described earlier, Mr. Weinberg's life in Poland and the surrounding anti-Semitism around it. Yet some of his work he snuck in a little bit of Klezmer music. Am I correct?
0: Right. Uh, for example, yesterday I played the, the, my my concert here at the Johannesburg. Mozart Festival, and we ended it with the so-called Rhapsody on Moldavian Themes by Weinberg, which is basically a rhapsody on Jewish themes. But at the time, under the Soviet regime, he was not allowed, or he could not call it Jewish themes, because it, there was censor- censorship, so it would not have been uh, allowed to be played. So he went around that by calling it Moldavian Themes. But basically, yes, it, it's mostly klezmer music.
1: And um, you want to play another track from the CD? What is that?
0: Yes, because I want also to to show you how uh, incredibly uh, different Weinberg's music can be. So now you heard this slow, actually very sad and and emotional movement um, just now, uh, but the first movement of the Violin Concerto, it has an incredible drive and energy. It's actually running from something away. Um, let's have a listen. <small> So you see uh, the many faces of Weinberg, and um, there's so much to discover. So he can he has many faces and he has many sides, and uh, still his all his compositions ha- he found his own language. Nobody composed like Weinberg. Sure, it's maybe relative music to Shostakovich because they influenced each other but you know Mozart and Haydn they were also I mean Mozart was also influenced by Haydn so this is a normal thing um, many people today they go like yeah but Weinberg is like a bit of a cheap Shostakovich and I say no that's not true if you really listen um he found his own voice and it's extremely interesting because he was suffering from not having enough money to survive so he had to take on commissions and he even composed music for comics and you know what even that music is of high quality that's amazing
1: Uh, what is the interest in uh, Weinberg's music today you've obviously spent a lot of time kind of revive his music and give give it the credit that you feel he deserves. Is there an interest?
0: Oh, yes. It's, uh, it is uh, increasing, let's say. But, you know, it's always the responsibility of us artists which composer will be played. And it has always been like that. So, if there's no artist saying I want to play that composer that composer will not be played because the composer himself, he can't do much unless he's playing himself. But which composer can play all instruments <laughs> or play an orchestra? So it's our responsibility as artists to fight for something like that. And um, for me, Weinberg, first of all, because of the depth of his music, I want to do that, but also because um, his life, I mean, he... he it's so unfair. It's undescribable actually how much this person had to suffer. And this moves me in extremely.
1: What is your background? I mean, obviously you are a highly talented uh, violinist. Um, you are probably the youngest looking professor I have ever met in my <laughs> entire life.
0: Well, <laughs> you can't see that in the radio.
1: <laughs> so I will tell you, you are very, very young looking. I'm assuming you are very young. When did you start playing the violin?
0: I started when I was six years old, My both my parents uh, are or were musicians. My father was an organist and my mother was teaching the cello and also is a choir conductor. And she brought home a very small violin when I was six years old and well, you know, she had this kind of uh, way of making such thing interesting for a kid and I found it interesting and I like to practice. and. Yeah, I I always had fantastic teachers. I had always the best teacher at the right time. My first teacher was very, like, let's say childish in a positive way. So it was always fun. I could not wait for my weekly lesson because I would get, like, a sticker (laughs) or I would get a balloon or something like this um, when I did something well. And uh, then my next teacher was already, like, more serious. And when I was 10, 11, I knew I want to be a violinist. And nothing else. And so when I was 12, I I got into pre-college at a music academy in Germany with a very strict professor. But for me, it didn't feel strict. It felt like it has to be done seriously because music is a serious thing. And, yeah, when I was 16, I started already studying full-time and I got more and more concerts. I won some prizes and I got the chance to show what I can do on stage, and, um, well, turned out that, for me, the stage is actually the most pleasant place to be.
1: What was the first, uh, how, your, what age were you when you first appeared on stage?
0: Oh, well, I mean, I I played, like, in front of a few people when I was six, seven years old, so it it was, yeah, and I played. When I was 11, I played the first time with orchestra as a soloist. I played oh. the Mendelssohn Violin Concerto. And, well, sure, I didn't know, like, how things are done. So the conductor was a bit, I found him a bit rude. <laughs> like, he didn't want me to let me tune my violin. So I said, like, hey, you please, now it's my turn. I want to have an A. And so I, for me, this was all really fun. And, yeah. That's how it happened.
1: Um, Lannis, you are the concluding act of the Johannesburg International Mozart Festival, which will be taking place, well, it's been taking place this week. Um, what will you be playing out with?
0: We will be playing works by Hans Rosenschon, who is the composer in residence. Very interesting piano trio and piano quartet with Florian Ulick, the artistic director of the Johannesburg International Mozart Festival at the Piano and uh, with Jean-Louis Moolman and Carol Henn on the cello and viola. And uh, a piano quartet by Mendelssohn. It will be at 3 p.m. this Sunday at the Space Frame Theatre. And I invite you all to come along.
1: I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. I also have, I think, a cell phone, uh, telephone number that I can maybe share. Is that correct? Yes. It
0: depends which one.
1: <laughs> it's a, a Johannesburg <laughs> International Mozart uh, Festival. As long as you don't share mine. No. <laughs> uh, it's 011-447-9264. Landis, how have you found the festival?
0: Oh, it's lovely. I mean, I've never been in South Africa before. And I arrived here and everybody's so welcoming and friendly. And um, I'm just having really a great time here. And, well... You know, in Germany, it's like minus 5 degrees (laughs) and snow, and really, I prefer your weather.
1: And the world of, I mean, I know in Europe, music is really, really big, and it's important, and classical music is loved. What kind of resonance are you finding here in South Africa?
0: Well, there was a fantastic, uh, enthusiastic audience yesterday evening at my concert, and uh, I didn't feel any difference to Europe, honestly. So it was really wonderful to perform here.
1: I, I've really enjoyed talking to you. It's been absolutely amazing. Um Thank you. I wish you lots of luck with the rest of the festival. And I hope you're traveling a little bit...
0: Um, around?
1: A little bit around, yeah. Creeper well, Park, maybe? Un- Cape Town?
0: Un- unfortunately, I mean, the next... Today and tomorrow there are rehearsals Sunday is the concert and I have to fly out on Sunday evening So I won't have seen much of your country which That is um, very sad Is sad, but uh, let's put it this way So there's a very good reason to come back very soon
1: I hope you do And please let me know when you do And thank you uh, you so much for joining us
0: Thank you very much for having me here
1: Um, Can we play out with something after the ad break maybe Or go straight from the ad break into the music? Thank you very much. That was Lamis Rav. Thank you. (laughs) Toda. Thank you very much.